Welcome to Bids and Proposals for Dummies, Short Episodes, Big Wins, a podcast inspired by the book written by APMP fellows, Charlie Devine and Neil Cobb. Each episode gives you bite-sized expert tips to help you navigate the complexities of bid and proposal writing and provides industry best practices on winning business. In today's episode, we'll cover business proposals, including their definition, types, and the reasons organizations request them. So, let's talk about bids and proposals. In the simplest terms, business proposals are written offers by businesses or individuals to perform work for other businesses, government entities, or individuals. These proposals clearly state what the customer will get, how it will be done, how much it will cost, and the benefits the customer will gain. They aim to inform and persuade, which makes them quite unique. Now, there are two main types of business proposals. First, we have the proposals that are submitted in response to a formal request from the customer. You might hear these referred to as solicited proposals or RFP responses. In this case, the customer issues a request for proposal and you respond accordingly. It's important to note that you can't anticipate all the requirements in these proposals since they come directly from the customer. The second type of proposal is one that you give to the customer independently of any request. These are usually proactive or unsolicited proposals. Before submitting these proposals, you have in-depth discussions with the customer about their business needs. Instead of the customer requesting a proposal, you take the initiative and present your proposal. We prefer the term proactive because it indicates that you write these on your own accord. Both types of proposals consist of various components, both textual and visual, that form an argument in support of your approach to solving the customer's problem. Now, let's dive into the differences between RFP responses and proactive proposals. When you closely examine these two types of proposals, you'll find that their deep structures are more similar than different. They both argue for one solution over others, so what makes one successful applies to the other as well. RFP responses are the preferred procurement method for most governments and large organizations. They usually have a set structure, with government RFPs having elaborate numbering schemes and consistent sections. Commercial RFPs may vary in format and sequence from industry to industry and from RFP to RFP, one thing common to all RFPs is that they expect your response to follow the prescribed structure precisely. This allows the evaluators to easily compare the different bidders' responses. Often, RFPs also require an executive summary, which gives you the opportunity to explain your solution to the highest-ranking decision-maker in the customer's organization. On the other hand, Proactive proposals also follow a standard structure, but here, you have more control. It's crucial to use a structure that customers find comfortable, satisfying, and compelling. The standard sections of a proactive proposal include an executive summary, 
a description of the current problem or environment, your recommendation for solving the problem, a statement of work, a pricing summary, and a final recap of benefits and action steps. Now let's talk about adjusting your process for RFP responses and proactive proposals. When it comes to RFP responses, you have to adhere to the rules set by the RFP. Your response must mirror the structure and follow any explicit instructions regarding page limits or format. However, you don't have to stick to the stilted language used in the original RFP, as long as you address the key terms and requirements. Now let's talk about adjusting your process for RFP responses and proactive proposals. When it comes to RFP responses, you have to adhere to the rules set by the RFP. Your response must mirror the structure and follow any explicit instructions regarding page limits or format. However, you don't have to stick to the stilted language used in the original RFP, as long as you address the key terms and requirements. For proactive proposals, you have more flexibility in terms of format, as long as it aligns with what the customer finds appealing. You have the freedom to use different styles, such as magazine articles or business letters, to present your solution. Another difference lies in the timeline. RFPs have strict deadlines, and missing them often results in elimination. But with proactive proposals, you may not have a fixed deadline. It can be a more fluid process, depending on the salesperson and the customer's willingness to review your proposal. Lastly, there's the competitive landscape to consider. RFPs are inherently competitive since customers release them to pit competitors against each other. Proactive proposals, on the other hand, are presented after you've worked closely with the customer to understand their operations and identify areas where your expertise can help. While there may still be some competition, it's usually minimal compared to RFP responses. So, why do organizations request proposals? Well, most mid to large-sized organizations acquire services and products through proposals. Government entities and regulated industries must use RFPs to ensure a fair comparison between vendors and solutions. Organizations may also release RFPs to find the best lowest-cost provider or to address performance issues with their current provider. Some companies may request proposals to validate a prior decision or to pressure their current provider to lower prices. It's important to maintain a good relationship with the customer to avoid being used as a tool in these situations. And that's the lowdown on bids and proposals. Whether you're responding to an RFP or presenting a proactive proposal, understanding their structures and differences is key to writing successful proposals. On today's episode, we discussed business proposals and their importance in the world of work, covering everything from their structure and purpose to why organizations request them. Thanks for listening. I'll see you guys at the next one and don't forget to subscribe.